Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. Hi, this is Mark from Mark on Money. And on today's show, we're going to cover the most searched financial planning questions and answer as many of them as we can in 30 minutes or less. So stick around. And now, live from the heart of New City, Mark on Money with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in. To Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Geals. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. You'll find Mark uh, at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com is the website. Uh, Mark, of course, a certified financial planner. He's a fiduciary. He's been helping folks for more than 30 years, independent. You've got a whole fiduciary shop, independent shop. Mark, how are you, by the way? I'm good. Yeah. You know what? Still waiting for spring to come to the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, huh? Been a um, long winter. Yeah, I think uh, South Dakota, which is right across the border from us, is supposed to get a foot of snow today. Today? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, not us. Yeah. So, but wow. anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, but it'll be done. Tomorrow, it'll be done. Or next week's in the 70s, and, oh, and the okay. golf clubs are... The golf clubs are coming out next week. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah, you've probably been playing for a while already, I suppose. Well, there's some, yeah, there, yeah, there were folks out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so today, yeah. you know, I think this is a great topic to sure. talk about because I think a lot of people, obviously, with all of the millions of searches that people do online associated with financial planning, um, we decided that it would be good, I think, to take those questions, take those matters into our own hands, created a list of the top questions searched, and we consulted Google and DuckDuckGo uh, regarding financial advisors and what people are searching for online. Well, the, the, the number one return, Mark, and, and this was interesting to me, is that they want to know what is a financial advisor and what can a financial advisor do for me? Uh, and again, logical questions. Yeah, I think it's it is, you know, there's there's been so many different things, you know, over the years, you know. So I've been doing this for over 30 years. So I'm trying to think back, you know, 30 years ago. Um, the key term that people would call themselves was a financial planner. You know, they'd yep. be like, you know, 
Mark Gale's financial planner. Um, and of course, in order to be a certified financial planner and use the CFP marks, you have to pass a rigorous curriculum over at least a couple years. You have to have so many years of experience. You have to have a college education. Um, so not everyone can become a CFP because of the prerequisite requirements to even be able to use those marks. Uh, and it's not an easy course curriculum to uh, go through and pass. Right. I uh, just had another gentleman in my office who just um, got his CFP, and he said he studied because I asked him, you know, over the last probably two, two and a half years, uh, I asked him how much time he spent studying, and he said it was, he figured out, he came up with an answer, he said it was 780 hours. So I'm like, wow. 780 hours. 780. That's, yeah. uh, and this is know. with working full time, you know, so, you know, you, you're like, you know, taking classes, there's, there's a series of tests on different topics, on, you know, estate planning, on taxes, on cash flow on retirement planning, um, you know, generalized financial planning, and then knowing all of the uh, steps of financial planning. But that was, you know, that's what people called themselves 30 years ago. And then the terms kind of muddied a little bit, um, and people started calling themselves financial advisors. They used to be, what, brokers, right? Yeah, broker. call my broker up. Yep. You know, um, it was financial planner, broker, um, you know, and then you've got terms like, you know, private wealth advisors, like really what's private about that? I mean, you go in a closet. I don't, I don't understand that term. <laughs> um, and then, then now you've got the fiduciary advisor, which is being thrown around there. And, and it's just, again, it's, you know, all a bunch of terms that really are meaningless. You know, you call yourself anything that you want to, but the bottom line is, I think the question that is, what does a financial advisor do? Mm -hmm. Or uh, and they do a lot of different things, but the most important question is: is what can a financial advisor do for me? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, then, so you're... let's. Uh, so what can you do, Mark? Right. It's not what. What is they? What's the famous quote from? Was it FDR? Not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Right. Right. Wasn't that Kennedy? Was it Kennedy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but a financial advisor basically helps people to uh, solve a problem, you know, so whatever that problem may be, uh, maybe it's saving for college. Maybe it's, you know, planning for retirement. Maybe it's, you know, selecting when to file for social security, or maybe it's a pension benefit. Maybe you have stock options. Um, maybe you have, you know, health insurance questions. Um, depending upon who the financial advisor is and what kind of acumen and background they have, they may be able to answer all of those questions, um, or they might not be able to answer most of them. And so again, when choosing what can a financial advisor do for me, I think the first question that you have to come up with is what is the problem that I'm facing or what would I like to get advice on? And ask that financial advisor, this is what I'm looking for. Do you give specific advice in that area? Because it may, by, may be tax planning that you need because you're a small business owner um, and you're looking for you know broad scope of, of planning for taxes. Or maybe it's retirement distribution 
integrated in with a, an efficient tax strategy. Do they do that? You know, one thing I'll, I'll point out is there are financial advisors, you know, financial planners, uh, depending upon the firm that they work for, that may not be able to give you that specific advice in that specific area because their firms do not allow them to give that specific advice. Mm -hmm. And what you'll see most of the time, even if they do give that specific advice, you're going to probably see a, a disclosure or um, some type of language that says, you know, we don't give specific tax advice or state planning advice. We uh, would recommend that you talk to your other professional in that specific area to confirm any advice or strategies that we may share with you something sure. to that effect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but what I find is, is that, um, yes, I usually tell people that, but it's usually the right answers to their tax questions and they just need to verify with their person. And then the question is, is, well, why didn't their tax person tell me this? Um, and, Usually the answer relies around, and this is the question I get all the time, Steve, is why isn't my other professional telling me what you've told me? Exactly. And, and it's usually because, you know, whether it's an attorney or a CPA or an accountant, um, you know, whoever does your taxes, you know, whoever does your estate planning, um, hasn't spent usually the, the length of time that... Um, we spend with an individual. I think a financial advisor, most of us, and, and I think it's true across the industry, probably spends more time with you than any of your other financial professionals. More time than your your attorney, you know, obviously, because you're probably paying your attorney by the hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, most financial advisors offer services that are all comprehensive um, and, you know, basically they check the boxes in all those different areas. And we spend a lot of time, you know, putting together comprehensive plans, going over those comprehensive plans, doing annual reviews that typically are, you know, one to two hours plus prep time to do those annual reviews, getting numbers together, looking at, you know, are we still on the right path, um, doing research, um, because things are always changing. You know, state law doesn't change that much. Tax planning law doesn't change that much, but the investment world, I think we can all agree with, um, and the strategies maybe that might be being used now that weren't used before or or might be better used now that weren't being used before, um, for example, changes in interest rates. I was just I mean, going to say that, yeah. Um, you know, five years ago or even two years ago, there was no really discussion about, hey, what do I do with my savings to get, you know, a higher return on it rather than 0%. And there really was no solution other than taking risk um, that usually is ill-advised if you need access to liquid cash. Um, but yeah, those changes and just that discussion and the time spent and learning about, you know, your children, you know, your grandchildren, you know, your history, um, you know, what did you do? How did you get to where you are today? What are your fears? What are your dreams? Where, you know, are we entering into retirement? You know, are we wanting to travel? You know, are we wanting to, you know, downsize, do certain things, you know, move across the country to be closer to children. All those things are something that is is a deep discussion that we as uh, financial advisors in the industry, 
get to know you on a very personal level. Um, and also we get to know all of your finances and where they are and what they're doing and what their purpose is. And because we know all those things, um, we can, I think, give better advice and probably more accurate advice or come up with other ideas that the other financial professionals didn't because they don't see the whole picture, you know? Right. And you might not meet with them very much. I mean, it's, and it's usually for a specific task. It's to prepare taxes. Yes. It's to write a will or write a trust or look at a legal document. It's not something that you sit down with and you pay an attorney $400 an hour and say, Hey, let's just talk about what's going on in state planning. Here's my situation. Go over all my different things that I could do. You know, talk to me about Q-tip trust, charitable remainder trusts, revocable trusts, irrevocable trusts, powers of attorney, all the different types. You know, you just don't do that. No. Um, but um, you do that as part well, of the overall planning process. Well, we get to know a person, and then we'll be like, you know what? This might be something that, that might be of interest to you because we just know that person. Uh, we know who they are, what their, what their personality is, what they've done in the past, what they're trying to get accomplished in the future. Um, and that's, that's, you know, what financial advisors do. Right. There's, you know, a person, you know, asks me, well, Mark, what do you do? And, uh, I usually don't tell them I'm a CFP because they're like, what's a CFP? (laughs) Most of the people people know the term financial advisor. Um, but I usually, I usually, you know, um, you know, actually, or, uh, you know, expand on that by saying, you know, I'm a financial advisor, but we practice in the retirement planning area, um, specializing in retirement income distribution and really setting people up for retirement and walking with them through that entire process and helping them to figure out how much money they can spend and really helping them plan for the certainty of uncertainty in retirement because Mm -hmm. it's different uh, as well as tax planning, making sure it's efficient. Um, If we can save people money by distributions or coming up with a conversion strategy for their IRAs to Roths, um, I usually expand on that and and say, you know, it's not just simply about investing money because a lot of people think that, well, a financial advisor, they're just going to invest money for me and that's it. And no, it's, it's a lot more than that. But in some cases, that's all the financial advisor does. Um, you know, there's a very large uh, firm in this country, and I won't name names, but I'll give you an example where they actually came out with uh, a piece to their financial advisors that are working for them, and they have thousands of them, and said, we do not want you to offer financial advice. We do not want you to give estate planning advice or tax advice. We have model portfolios set up for you to use. We don't want you to create your own. We just want you to raise money from your clients, put them into our models that we have, mm-hmm. and we want you to be salespeople. That's it. And basically, that is exactly what the letter said. Wow. Wow. Because if you go all these other ways, you're, 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 you know, you're not focusing enough on just bringing in money, which is where we make our revenue. Yeah, They don't want them to spend extra time doing other things. (laughs) Well, I mean, again, that's the beauty of working with with a group like yours, Mark. Independent, fiduciary, you're beholden to no one. And 
you know, you, you, when you talk about getting to know them, I mean, you really do. And, and at this point in your career, you know, you're 30 plus years in, you've got, you're into second generation, probably third generation people just because, you know, you, you know the family and they know you. Lots of second generation people. Yeah. Sure. Um, no third generation. Oh, it's I've coming. Had, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, another advisor is on third generation people, but he's older than I am. He's oh, been okay. doing this for 40 plus years. Well, then that so. makes sense. Sure. But that's what's yeah. important. And, and again, we've said this before, Mark, but again, when, when, if it's a couple and, and you've put this plan together for them and, and as they age, you know, one of them ultimately will, will pass. And you are oftentimes one of the first calls made because you know what to do. And you're that voice of calm in this very, very awkward, horrible time. Yep. I just got done talking with a couple and they says, yep, we've already told our kids if something happens to us, this is Mark's number that he's the first person you call. Yeah. And I said, well, really, you know, I'm just going to tell them, hey, you know, there's not a whole lot we can do at this point, but we will handle everything. Rest assured, you know, we've had this conversation with mom and dad um, and, you know, we are prepared you know, and we've done this, you know, hundreds of times mm -hmm. and we'll walk through it. But right now you focus on, you know, your family and and don't worry about all the details. We will walk you through it and help you to, you know, make those decisions when the time is appropriate. And I said, usually it's about a week or two, you know, past when somebody passes away. Um, first week or two, really, there's not a whole lot to be done unless there's a business to be run mm -hmm. uh, where time is of the essence and those types of things. And yeah, then some things need to be done fairly quickly, but usually for the most part, there's not a whole lot that needs to be done right away. So we're, uh, we're digging into questions that people ask, uh, you know, Google or, or DuckDuckGo or, or Bing, whoever you use. And one of the big questions, of course, is how do you get paid? And I think because because you're a fiduciary, because you're independent, uh, that your setup is a lot different than a lot of other advisors. Yeah, we're, we are what are called uh, fee-based. Um, and so there's really three different um, ways a financial advisor can be compensated. Um, it's either all commissions, mm -hmm. which is which – is, pretty uncommon unless they are just simply insurance licensed only and don't offer any investments whatsoever. But commission only uh, advisors, there's not very many people that really have that um, as their business model, let's say. Sure. Um, fee only, uh, where they will only charge you a fee uh, and there is um, no other commission products uh, that they would recommend to you uh, is also fairly rare, although not uncommon. The most common type is probably similar to us, where it's fees and commissions, um, not necessarily always. Right. Um, you know, we have some clients that we've worked with that are fee only. Um, and, you know, we've very seldom have any clients where it's commission only, uh, unless, let's say, for instance, they just needed a big life insurance policy for estate planning purposes, and that was it, mm -hmm. um, or long-term care insurance, and that was it. But normally, it's it's more in-depth type of a relationship than that, where there is investment products that are being used, 
where we're receiving a fee based upon those investment products, and the average fee in our industry is 1%. Mm -hmm. uh, I think most people um, that talk to advisors and ask them, well, what do they charge for their fees is, a, is an average of around 1%. And that's usually the 1% that goes to the advisory firm, uh, maybe a little bit less than that, because if they work with another company, um, they may be sharing some of those fees for um, trading costs and other things that the advisor may not be getting all of that 1% fee goes into their pocket. It's usually split up. Um, so those are really the three ways that financial advisors are paid. Um, and, you know, there's there's pluses and minuses on all of those. And I don't know if we want to talk about specifically what the pluses and minuses are of those. Um, I think that the biggest disadvantage, um, at least in my opinion, now you could talk to the people that are only that are fee only that are going to tell you, well, that's an advantage because we don't offer, you know, we don't have any conflicts of interest, and that's not true because they they just told you what their conflict of interest was, and that is they don't offer any other products where they might receive a commission, so they're ignoring, you know, a whole host of things that may be beneficial to you because, you know, not everything that is, you know, a, a good place for your money is, is free, you know? Right. So, well, yeah. And again, I think that that, you know, the, the, the fee base that, well, the thing about it is Mark is you're transparent. I guess that's what I, it comes down to is there's never a question from your clients of, of what they're paying and why. Yeah. I, I always say we're kind of agnostic you know, in what we look at in terms of trying to find a solution for an individual, mm -hmm. um, whether it's, um, you know, a investment solution or whether it's a um, income distribution solution, um, you know, the product may pay us a commission, but that's not usually the reason what we're looking for. Uh, and that's not the driving factor that we look at, you know, in whether or not that person should use that particular product um, is not what we get paid, but it's what the solution is. And if that's the best solution to use for you, then we share that solution um, as well as usually others. You know, it's, it's usually, you don't usually say, well, this is what we would do. This is the only thing. I'm I'm usually a... A, you know, hey, let's talk about all the solutions, you know, A, B, C, and D. Yeah. And I don't write above the solutions. Well, this is a fee-only product. You know, this is a commission product. I just talk about here's here's what each one of these these solutions are, and here's how they work. Uh, which one interests you? Which one do you like? You know, some are more complicated, and sometimes people, you know, are fine with complicated you know, solutions. Other times people are like, well, hey, that's that's for me. That's a fairly easy solution to understand. It's simple to understand. Uh, I like simplicity. Uh, and that's kind of what we do, you know. So, yeah, we're agnostic in choice, um, but we also are able to choose from a wide moat of options. Right. And and again, that, that's really one of the benefits of working with, the, with you know, the independence that, that you are. And so what do we need? If I'm going to sit down with you, what do I need to bring to that first meeting? 
Well, I, I always equate to it as, you know, if you go to your doctor, your doctor tells you, well, bring in all your prescriptions that you're currently on, anything that you're taking, including over-the-counter, um, you know, medicines or herbal subsidy or herbal herbal remedies. Um, you know, I need to know everything that you're on. And then we go through your medical history. It is no different than coming to a financial advisor is the more information that we have, the better advice we can give to you. So it's very difficult to do tax planning for an individual if you don't bring your tax return along. <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah, that's kind of important. It's, it's very difficult to do an investment analysis on your portfolio if you don't bring in your statement showing what you own and how that account is invested. Uh, it's very difficult to give retirement planning advice if we don't know where all your money is currently at and how much you're worth or what do you have in debt? What do you have in the bank? Um, you know, what's your worst financial experience? And, you know, maybe what's your worst experience with a financial person uh, in your in your lifetime? You know, why, you know, because that leads to biases, you know, a person may be biased because, you know, they bought, you know, a bad vehicle and, you know, it was a lemon and it had all kinds of problems. And maybe it was just a one-off event, but they're never going to buy that brand again because of that bad experience. Um, and it's knowing those types of experiences helps us to frame what that person is feeling um, about different things, maybe how they view markets. Um, you know, it's it's important to know that past history as well as current standings. Wills are important to bring in. Um, trusts are important to um, bring in. Uh, you know, all of those documents that are important, you know, in the planning process, and all the information is is very valuable, but mm -hmm. primarily tax returns, investments, what your net worth is, home values, um, car values, debt, um, right, all those things. Well, I think what the, getting back to that that first meeting, and I think you said it so well at the beginning, is that that first meeting is all about listening, you listening, and the the. The person talking, I mean, just telling their story. That's what that's what you need to hear up front. Right. Yeah, that's that's 100 percent true. And again, those are that's the kind of thing that that <laughs> becomes so rewarding and why you become why people become essentially family to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we spend a lot of time. We get to know them. You know, are they animal people? Mm -hmm. You know, what are their pets? You know, how many have they had? You know, we talk about those things. Um, where they like to travel, you know, why do they like to travel there? Um, where would they like to travel to? Maybe yeah. they're not travelers. Maybe they're just homebodies. Maybe they like to play cards. Um, you know, it's just that getting to know that person on that type of level. Sure. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of what it's all about. Uh, folks, if you'd like to reach out to Mark, give him, uh, you can give him a call at 712-224-4651, 712 
224-4651. And you can visit the website. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. That website, Mark, you continue to um, just impress me with that because it's, yeah, I, I see a lot of financial advisor websites and uh, yours is not the cookie cutter approach. And I like that. No. And I, and I think one of the questions that people ask, and I see it from many do-it-yourselfers, let's say, and it's kind of the same as, you know, why do you have a doctor? You know, why do you go to see the doctor annually? Um, because even if you're in perfect health, uh, there's going to be something that you're going to need eventually at some point. Yep. You know, for something. And so even if you are, I mean, we have many do-it-yourselfers as clients where we manage a portion of their finances um, or um, we give them financial advice on a fee-only basis just to have that relationship and answer questions that they may not know about um, because that's usually what it is. I mean, look, I've been doing this for 30 years unless your job has been 100% in the financial finance field. And even if it has been, you still don't know everything, you know, and so, right. um, and things change, you know, it's not like something that, that stays exactly the same and you can just do the same thing over and over, you know, that's not the way it is. in in our, in our world that we live in the financial world. And it, I think it's important to have a financial advisor to even talk to and walk through things. A lot of the people that I have that manage some of their money themselves, you know, are like, well, this is what I'm thinking, Mark. What do you, what do you think? Um, or this is how I'm, I'm, how I'm managing my money. And this is where my cash is. And it's even some things like, well, you know what, you can get a quarter point more or, you know, half a percent more on your cash by doing A, B, or C, or you can reduce your taxes um, just by simply deferring money from this year to next year by buying some treasury bills that don't come due until next year. Did you know that you could defer all of your interest for, you know, up to a year and pay taxes in the following year because this year you're going to sell a business or you're going to sell some property? You don't want to pay that tax rate on your money this year and next year. Those types of conversations, usually I tell people, look, when you're meeting with me, you know, if if it's not worth a thousand dollars an hour in time, um, then you probably don't need me, because I feel that that um, that's the value that should be being relayed during the time that we spend together is creating value from something, whether it's better investment returns or tax savings, or just simply saving you time by you know having you do something that maybe you knew you're supposed to do, but you just haven't done it. So sure. a little bit of a pestering Oft thing. Oftentimes, like, no, you yes. To, you need to do this, you know, you need to do that, you know, or have you done this? Or, I'm going to follow up with you in three months to see if you've taken care of what we just got done talking about because, you know, we're all procrastinators, right? Yes, Put off till are. tomorrow what we can't do today or what is it? Do tomorrow what we're supposed to do today? I don't know what so, it is. Well, yeah, but I forget. I'll, I'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. So, yeah, so that's the thing that I think is um, beneficial because I hate and, and just being able to pick the phone up and say, hey, you know, I'm doing this or, 
uh, I'm selling this piece of property. Um, this is what my realtor says that we should do. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know if that's really the best advice. You maybe want to get a second opinion because, you know, I've had experience with this in that area. And I found that this might be a better way to go. So ask these questions. So it's it's what you don't know. And, exactly. Yep. And you don't know what you don't know. Right. Which is why we meet with an advisor like you. Yeah. And so, you know, robo-advisors, you know, or just simply passive portfolio management is cheap, but you do get what you pay for. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so sometimes it's better to be able to have advice and talk to somebody who has a more detailed understanding of options and how they may apply to your, your personal finances, not just generalist. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and again, yeah, because of, I mean, AI is great until it isn't, right? And you know, I always use Susie Orman as an example of of someone that you probably don't want to necessarily listen to advice that she, she gives. She gives good advice, but a lot of times the advice is, well, you should go out and do this. Well, that might be true for you know ninety percent of the people out there. But what if you're the 10% that it doesn't apply to, and if you did what she told you to do, it'd actually be, you know, the wrong choice. The wrong, sure, of course. So again, it's, it's, you know, general advice is good. You know, it's good rules of thumb, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily applies to your situation or your situation at this particular moment in time. Right. Well, and I will leave it at that. All right, Mark, I think that what what a great way to uh, sort of sum things up. I appreciate it. It's nice. Good stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah, next time, you know, tune in and, and we'll share other things. So I'm glad that you all are listening and uh, hopefully you find this valuable. You can reach out to me. Let me know if you like the show. You can email me at Mark, that's M-A-R-C at E-F-S, Edward Frank Sam, the number four, the letter U.com. So mark at E-F-S for U.com. Um, drop me an email and say, hey, I liked your show, or I have a question about this. Um, I'll answer them. You know, it might be a generalist answer because I won't know everything there is to know about you, but I will still reach back to you. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. 
going now? Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.